Hey guys, this is me. Did you move today? A tu bouge aujourd'hui? J'attemechiste aujourd'hui. Et vous, te moviste ahora? Welcome to the Did You Move Today podcast. I'm your host, Andrea, and I'm very excited to be here. In this episode, I have Dr. Neiman Khan as my guest. His research interest is in the area of nutritional neuroscience. His laboratory utilizes a multidisciplinary approach to integrate knowledge in the disciplines of dietetics, body composition, and cognitive neuroscience to understand the interactions between lifestyle behaviors, abdominal adiposity, and cognitive and brain health in the pediatric and adult population. The knowledge gained from his work is used to develop effective behavioral or environmental strategies of mitigating the detrimental effects of obesity and metabolic risk on measures of physical and mental health. So without further ado, let's just get started. So thank you very much for being here. Um, I'm kind of nervous because you're my professor too, so it's just a lot of pressure, I feel. Um, but if you can tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, who you are, and just like your, your path. Mm-hmm. First of all, thank you for having me. Uh, it's a real, uh, real honor uh, to, to be speaking with you today. So my, uh, uh, my position is as an assistant professor uh, at the University of Illinois in the Department of Kinesiology and Community Health. Uh, I also have affiliations with other units on campus, uh, including the Division of Nutritional Sciences and the Neuroscience Program. Um, I've been an assistant professor for about four years now. Uh, prior to that, I did my postdoctoral and PhD training here at Illinois. Um, and um, my undergraduate uh, training was at Louisiana State University. Um, before that, I, uh, I lived in Africa. I grew up in Uganda uh, all the way through high school. So that's, the, I guess, the path uh, I've taken to get to Illinois. Cool. And you always knew that you wanted to do what you're doing? Not always. Um, it's changed over the, over, my, over the course of my education. So when I was younger, I used to think that I wanted to be a um, medical doctor. Mm-hmm. And that was the, uh, the plan all the way until my, maybe my sophomore year. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, I just realized that uh, I really enjoyed more educational settings and I enjoyed interacting with, uh, with patients and I wasn't as interested in being a clin- clinical doctor, uh, a, med- a medical doctor. Uh, and for a little while there I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I, I considered different options. I thought about pharmacy, um, I thought uh, you know, about doing research after I did some undergraduate work uh, in a laboratory at Louisiana State University. Uh, and then once I did some research, I really got excited about uh, doing something in, in the research, particularly in, in nutritional sciences. Uh, when I changed my major from biochemistry to nutrition, I really found myself enjoying my classes. I felt like it was really uh, translational. It had lots of applications. And uh, you know, everybody uh, has a relationship with food, food that uh, we like eating. Food also represents our sort of cultural values. Uh, it's, it's, so there's a lot to discuss when it comes to food, uh, its health implications. So I, I found myself really interested in understanding food and health. Uh, and when I was doing research in undergraduate, uh, that really spurred my interest in pursuing additional research in nutrition, uh, and that led to graduate school. Um, and when I started graduate school, my initial interest was to become a dietitian, so mm-hmm. to actually just get a master's degree, uh, do a dietetic uh, registration in dietetics, and then work in the field as a clinical uh, dietitian. But uh, once I finished my master's and I proceed, I, I, I did the dietetic training, um, I realized that I really enjoyed the research more, and I wanted to be at the university. 
uh, doing research projects. Uh, so that's when I really decided that I wanted to be in a research setting uh, and you know, pursue a faculty position in the long term. So uh, my goals kept changing until mm-hmm. I, uh, I did my master's degree. So you, I know you are a part of the neuroscience program. You're a part of kinesiology. This is where you have your lab. Your lab and then you have, you're a part of the food and sciences, like nutrition. What's your favorite? Do you have a favorite or not? <laughs> uh, I don't have a favorite. Um, I, you know, my, the, the, the great thing about the work that I've been able to do and what I enjoy most about it is that uh, it, it's about the common uh, denominators across all these disciplines. So, you know, the work that we do in my laboratory focuses on understanding how nutrition, physical activity, uh, and, uh, you know, factors that are related to nutrition and physical activity like aerobic fitness and obesity uh, impact um, uh, cognitive health. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all factors in, in, in that conversation are very important. Um, and you know, understanding how the the neuroscience is vital to understanding how it can be impacted by health behaviors. Uh, that understanding of nutrition effects is vital to understand how people can change their behavior. Uh, and um, there's really you know a lot of interesting work in between you know, mechanisms that link the two together that need you know, that we have to also appreciate. Uh, so really, uh, what what I try to make the most out of my affiliations is to I, I take the the most enjoyable parts of all of them, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, and put them to work to you know to my interests. No, and you because you also have uh, students that are working for you like grad students, and I know also you have undergrads, and I think you even have a PhD, a postdoc. Do you have a postdoc, or I'm just like making this up? Uh, until recently, I did. Yes, yeah. uh, not anymore. She is uh, taking a position at uh, a different university. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we're uh, hopefully going to advertise for a new position soon uh, for a postdoc. What do you look for when you? In a bring some money, or just in general, sure. like for for a grad student, or uh, well, it's always about uh, finding uh, common interests. So you know, students will approach me. Um, it's you know, the the first thing I'm looking for is, you know, if if this is really a good fit, if this is the area they want to be in, if they're interested in the same research goals we have, um, and then beyond that, it's about getting a good sense of what sort of work environment they're interested in. So you know, we have a big laboratory. It's a successful. So we, we focus quite a bit of our work on clinical trials. So we work with uh, you know large groups of people and uh, you know being able to work in a large team and communicate with subjects and uh, you know really you know work hard really um, while doing that. So those are all the factors that we you know, I try to you know, evaluate in students when I'm interviewing them. Uh, but really, it's uh, also about previous experience. So mm-hmm. uh, previous research experience usually goes a long way and. You know, sort of determining how well somebody's going to do in graduate uh, training, uh, but you know, there are a lot of different things that make people great researchers, and everybody has strengths and strengths and weaknesses. And usually, what uh, successful students do is that they uh, they can always they're, they're always uh, very resourceful. They can do self training, um, and uh, if they're hardworking enough, uh, they 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 really learn the skills that are going to help them. Uh, set themselves apart in the long term for the next position. Uh, so a lot of the, the job actually involves being self-motivated and uh, learning a lot. It's problem solving on your own. Uh, so that's usually what we're really trying to get when you're interviewing students. Um, and my, you know, my job as a mentor is to you know, provide students with the education that I have and the training I have and the resources uh, with the goal of you know being really to encourage them to develop their own sort of independent uh, projects and sort of ways of thinking. What's the favorite research that you have so far, or that you've done yeah. in the past that you're like, this is my favorite, <laughs> or do you feel like you publish something and then you're like, oh, I actually don't like it so much? 
Uh, uh, well, I haven't had that feeling yet. I feel like every time we get a publication, it's exciting still. Uh, so we have a lot of, uh, you know, that's, that's still a thrill. Um, I like, you know, so we do research uh, really across the lifespan. We have work that's uh, focused on children, some work that's focused on younger adults uh, with obesity, and then some work that's increasingly now focusing on older adults, uh, uh, especially those who have multiple sclerosis. Uh, so, you know, it's difficult to pick uh, any particular line that, that that's, uh, you know, uh, a favorite, but uh, you know, we enjoy really working with the day to day is really what I what I enjoy the most. So having subjects come through the laboratory, our interactions with them, having them successfully complete our you know our, all the different tests we put them through, uh, that's a lot of fun um, when they successfully do all that, and then uh, really understanding you know addressing important research questions. Um, you know, each of these different cohorts and the research questions we have have different uh, implications and they're important in their own ways. So uh, I'm sorry, I, I wish I had, I could say there was one favorite, but mm -hmm. uh, I don't really have a favorite now. I enjoy different things about all these different projects. Uh, one of the fun things, for example, with the kids, uh, it's always great because, uh, you know, kids, the kid research is, the research that we do in children is really fun because it, gets, it gives us a chance to interact with families. And, uh, you know, when we work with children, the advantage is that we can hopefully influence their behaviors in childhood so they can live healthier lives in the long term. Uh, so, you know, some of the work that we do in children in particular, uh, I feel like has some long-term um, implications. Uh, and then, of course, the work in older adults, particularly those with multiple sclerosis, uh, can make can be very meaningful because uh, there are so many challenges uh, that come along with the disease and daily quality of life, and uh, we really don't know how nutrition can impact that uh, or alleviate some of those challenges. Uh, and so we are interested in sort of you know, determining how nutrition can be used, and, and that can be very impactful in that group too. Yeah. What's the, the, the biggest challenge that you face as a, as a professor or a, as a researcher? Are there any challenges? Yeah, absolutely. There are lots of challenges. Uh, depending on the area, the particular research question, the challenges might be different. Um, in the, at least from the research perspective, the challenges that we face are always you know, making sure that we can uh, support our research through uh, funding, external funds, preferably. Uh, so that is, of course, a competitive uh, process. Uh, so that's often, you know, oftentimes a very a challenging, that's always a challenge, is mm -hmm. to obtain grant funding. Um, the other challenges uh, we face are, you know, always, of course, turnover and students and staff. So because we're a university, students mm -hmm. graduate and move on and do wonderful things. But that also means that, uh, you know, everything's changing all the time. So I'm always making sure that, uh, you know, we have, to have some continuity in the laboratory as students graduate, new students come in, they learn the skills, and, uh, you know, they can get trained with those, by, by those senior graduate students. So that's sort of one of the challenges we face on a day-to-day -day, uh, basis. Um, of course, in my own job, it's, there's, it's all, there's always a challenge of making sure that um, I am allocating my time efficiently to all the different responsibilities I have, um, you know, teaching, research, service, but also then management of everybody in the lab in terms of their progress towards uh, their, you know, their milestones in terms of graduating and, and, and publishing papers and their own future job opportunities. I know you mentioned publishing papers. Uh, what are your thoughts on the publish or perish mentality? Oh, um, I guess I'm not too familiar with that mentality. Uh, do you, are you asking if, uh, how, uh, about the, the vitality or importance of publications? Yeah, yeah. just like I've, I've heard like how it is just like, you have to publish as much as you can so that you don't perish. But yeah. I, I don't know if that's certainly. A... Well, it's it's certainly the the only one of the 
probably the best medium we have as researchers to convey our work um, is to go through a peer review process and uh, put our research out there because unless you publish, it's very, no one's going to know what you've actually been doing, right? So the publication aspect of what we do is really important uh, to, to really you know, uh, convey that, that the hard work that everyone puts to in their projects and uh, you know, that's, that's vital in that perspective. Uh, I do think it's important to think about quality also. So publication number is important. Uh, so it's good to have, um, to be continually productive in terms of research uh, manuscripts, but also quality is important. So, you know, it's important to do experiments that, uh, or re write research articles that uh, that fill important gaps in knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's important to also publish that work in journals that are more reputable um, in their own disciplines. Um, and also, you know, Keeping an eye on quality of your of your methodology. So sometimes, um, you know, people will write less papers, but in journals that are very far more rigorous in terms of their uh, their peer review process and expectations, and that has high value. Um, and certainly, it also looks good if you have um, uh, lots of publications. Uh, but I think it's important to balance that with uh, you know high. Hopefully, have more you know all those about also be in high quality uh, research journals. I, I feel like in your class, um, I've learned a lot about well, a lot of things because when I first started the class, I was like, oh my God, there is no way that I'm going to be able to read some papers and get my own my own ideas. I guess it was just like very intimidating and I felt like I mean also the fact that I'm a woman, not that it's like that I'm a minority and like, oh my God, you know, but it was just kind of oh my like kind of overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I've learned a lot about cognition, obesity, um, well, physical activity, uh, BDNF, just like a lot of things, and even just things that I didn't even know that I was interested in. So I would I, I would like for you to talk about that class um, in in cognitive neuroscience. Sure, I'm happy to. I'm really really happy to learn that you know that the class has been um, they've enjoyed the class. And that uh, you feel confident in uh, focusing, in thinking about research projects. That's really the goal of the class: is to provide students. Uh, this is the physical activity and cognition class. Uh, the goal is to one of the objectives is to give students uh, a, a, a sort of a broad exposure to the different studies that have been conducted in the area of physical activity and cognitive health uh, across the lifespan. Uh, it's very difficult to cover everything in depth over a course of one semester, so we really just touch upon some of the more uh, hallmark studies or some of the more uh, well-known research studies uh, in these areas and uh, you know the as the semester goes along the class the students get a chance to formulate their own projects uh, so put together a, a, a short uh, research project a hypothetical experiment uh, of sorts that then is really entirely based on their own interests and, uh, and hopefully the goal there is also for them to apply some of the knowledge they've gained over the course of the semester in not just the background literature but also in the methodologies um, and you know, employ that in their in their own um, proposals. So it's really fun for me to teach also as a, as a, a faculty member in teaching the class uh, because graduate students have lots of great ideas and um, they, uh, you know, it's great to work with them and sort of have them you know, sort of highlight what's interesting to them and help them uh, refine uh, those ideas in the form by the end of the, the class. Do you have any advice for students, like grad students, because you were there once, um, something that maybe you, you would have done differently, or any advice? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I have lots of advice. Uh, I, you know, I think it's 
the the key thing for me, you know, that, that helped me along as I was training, and I look like, I look back in my own training when I think of advice uh, for my students. Uh, it's just that you know you your mentors are really important. So the people you you know who you work with, uh, who are training you, uh, you know, pick them wisely. And uh, you know if you if you're fortunate enough to work with uh, mentors who really value your training and uh, and have your interests, uh, you know, as a main priority. Uh, it really makes a difference. So I'm I'm in my position because I had great mentors. You know, uh, my undergraduate, my experience in undergraduate uh, you know, work was fundamental. So for I did undergraduate research, um, and all not a lot of students do undergraduate research, but I think that's a great place to start. Um, I only was exposed to research in undergrad uh, because I was sort of I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do with my life, and I mm. thought that'd be a good way to get a letter of recommendation for uh, some pharmacy school applications. And then I realized I really enjoyed it. And then the mentor, uh, you know, Georgiana Turi uh, at Louisiana State University, in one conversation said that I had actually that she thought that I would make a good clinical researcher. And just that compliment sort of really motivated me to then think about what I can do at graduate school, and then mentors there and on, sort of helped me move forward uh, along the way. So I think mentorship is really key, um, and you know, people encouraging you to move forward um, and challenging you. And the other aspect of it really is. Uh, you know, it's your life, and you get in. You know, you you have to invest into your own education to gain the benefits. So it really is you know, up to you. So you know, I think hard work is really vital. Um, I think investing effort in in doing difficult projects and, and learning new skills and uh, being self motivated is really important uh, because at the end of the day, um, you know, there's no experience that goes that, that I've had that hasn't taught me something. So it's just you just have to keep applying yourself. You know, and that's, and that's vital. I think because it builds a certain mental work ethic uh, that uh, that's vital for some, for doing well and excelling in, in graduate school and and research in general. Uh, it's a really, in some ways, it's a very uh, lonely endeavor because it really is about your internal motivation to uh, to be you know to, to to really be the best at what you do. Did you move today? I did a little. Uh, not as much as I I, I like to. Uh, my I have a fifteen month old at home, uh, mm-hmm. a little kid, and he makes me move a lot, uh, nice. more so now. Uh, so he, uh, he started running around, so we have our morning activities we do, running right. around the house and making sure he, you know, mostly it's so that he doesn't hurt himself, but I know I'm getting my steps in the process. Nice. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, but I, I do enjoy racket-based um, sports, so I love racquetball and tennis and um, you know, those sorts of sports, but don't get much of a chance lately now most of my friends having graduated or left town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to play tennis. Okay, yeah. It was, like, very enjoyable. But mm-hmm. I think, like, it's, for me, I was more into individual sports than team sports. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, for some reason. I know you mentioned yeah. racquetball, so, like... Right, right. Have, uh, yeah, the social aspect of sports, I think, to me, one of the most important drive motivators uh, for activity. I have a really hard time doing any activity on my own. So that's why it's great with, a kid, with my kid, being able to do things and... Um, you know, I've been going to more parks around town, uh, not so much lately because the weather's changed, yeah. but in the summers, you know, it's just been, it's been great discovering Champaign and Urbana parks. I didn't really know of all the different parks we have in town, you know, and, and this summer I got to do that uh, because, you know, my, my son wakes up at four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock, mm-hmm. and, you know, we need things to do in the morning, so, uh, so that was fun, going around different parks in town. Nice. Yeah. What's movement for you? Uh, well, that's a tough question. I think, you know, for me, movement um, is a physical expression. Um, it's a change of state. 
So, you know, um, and that's, I think, that fundamentally speaking, uh, that's, what I, that's what I think of when I think of movement. It's going from one state to another. Um, and uh, you know, if, if we're, we're in the same state, particularly in a sedentary state, for too long, then that's not really movement. Um, you know, that change, I think, is important um, at the fundamental level. That's, that's what I think movement is. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Niman Khan. Um, it's, I'm just happy to have you here, and it's just exciting. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure uh, you know, talking, speaking with you. All right, guys, I hope that you moved today, and if you haven't, you still have a couple hours. <laughs>